Ben MGM tonight, DJ Glasser, Sean Levine here with you. TV timeout in Denver. Nuggets off to a good start at home. 17-9. Nine and a half point favorites right now on the live line. Over under up to 230 and a half. Sean, lines already posted for Celtics and Sixers. Boston favored by one and a half. Minus 120 on the money line. Philadelphia plus 100 on the money line at home in a closeout game. So you, you stick them with the Sixers, close it out, get the even money. All right, well, now that we know the actual line, I can admit that I got a little bit too excited when I said I think the Sixers are going to be three-point favorites. But I'm not changing my mind. I think that they still ultimately end up winning the game. And maybe they shouldn't be favored, right? Boston was a better team during the regular season. Boston, if we start picking, and it's not that Philly doesn't have a great roster. Heck, they have the best player in the league with Embiid. But if you're talking about just up and down, I agree that probably Boston has the better roster and all that stuff. But guess what I just saw, like, five minutes ago at finish. I'm pretty sure you saw a little bit of it, too. I saw those two teams play head-to-head in Boston, and it wasn't even close. Philly absolutely dominated the game, and that was a game where James Harden only had 17 points. Remember, he's had 40-plus twice this series. I'm not saying it's going to happen again, but it feels like you tell me, PJ, coming after a 17-point performance, he's good for at least, let's call it, what, 25, 28, 30? And if he gets that coming off of a game where on the road Philly just blew out Boston, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I think it's Philadelphia's time, man. I think they win this game coming up. That's the thing. If I'm a Sixers fan, I'm pretty pleased with the fact my team played as well as they did, and we didn't need Harden to score, you know, 30, 40 points. So I think that's the encouraging thing. You know, we keep bringing up, like, this Doc Rivers angle with Sixers, and will he finally get over the hump and everything? I think against a guy like Joe Missoula, who's just is getting absolutely knocked down on Twitter right now, people can't stand him. You know, maybe Doc Rivers doesn't need to be as bad as we thought he was maybe in the next round when he goes up against Spolstra. That, that's when it starts to come out again. But maybe in this series, you know, it, it really isn't getting tested about whether or not he, he's a great coach. But I'm still rolling with Boston in Game 6. I understand that they just got blown out. But this is what happens in a series. This is why it's not March Madness. It's a best of seven. Teams have bad games. It happens. That was really the first game from start to finish that Philadelphia has dominated in this series. They dominated much of game four. Boston came back in that fourth quarter to make it tight. But uh, I expect Boston Boston to bounce back. What do you think about the total in that game? Games like that where it's elimination and one team, you know, their season's on the line. I usually like going unders in, in game like that. So at 214 and a half, I think an under is going to be another play that, that I really like, especially if the game's close, Sean, down the stretch, man. Fourth quarter under as well, like that's another thing I could see myself taking. Oh, it definitely feels like an under type of game. I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those like 100 to 97 type games. By the way, speaking of points, Dallas, the Stars, are on the board early on in Seattle against the Kraken up one to zero. That game is just underway. So if you got the Dallas Stars in that one, you're looking pretty good early on. I just think back to that basketball game six on the road with the Philadelphia 76ers, man. They absolutely finally have this thing on a platter, right? And I've been saying now for years, 
Because I think that Joel Embiid has been, if not the best player in the world the last few years, he's been top two or top three. I've been saying now for a while, at some point, it's going to click. They're going to figure it out. And when they do, they're going to win a championship. I'll admit, I'm a little bit surprised that we're actually here, that we're actually, you know, kind of having this conversation. I think true Philadelphia 76ers fans, if they're admitting to themselves that they're not lying, they're probably a little bit surprised that we're actually here also, that at this point, all they have to do is win one home game against a team that they just beat by double digits. And then they're in the conference finals, most likely against the Miami Heat, an eight seed where that all of a sudden makes them the favorite in the next series also, which begs the question, and I ask you, P.J. Glassman, who has more pressure in this game? I know Boston came in with all the expectations, but, dude, we've had expectations for Philly now since they drafted Joel Embiid. Where are we now? Six, seven years ago, just this game alone, which team do you think is playing with more pressure? It's a great question. I think it's got to be Philadelphia, though, because you're at home. And you have a chance to close it out, right? If it was game seven on the road and it's in Boston, you're playing with house money, but but you're at home and you can close this thing out. And I think all the pressure, pressure is on the Sixers because to your point, Philadelphia in the Embiid era has never been to the Eastern Conference final. They've never gotten to that point. So the fact that you're on the doorstep, you're at home, you just got the game on the road that you needed to get. I think all the pressure is on Philadelphia because they were talking about, you know, potentially blowing this thing up a little bit if they didn't right. get to the Eastern Conference final, right? Yes. They were talking about maybe getting rid of Doc, James Harden going to Houston, Tobias Harris's contract is starting to come down in years. You know, obviously Embiid's your guy, but they were thinking about making a lot of other moves. All of a sudden, you win this game against Boston. Now people go from blowing this thing up to we can win a championship. So I think all the pressure's on Philly. And if you're a trend better, and I know you are, maybe you just look at the way these playoffs are going and you go, all right, yeah, Boston was the better team during the regular season. Boston probably does have the better roster, but hell, I'm taking Philadelphia the same way that the Miami Heat aren't supposed to be here, the same way the Los Angeles Lakers aren't supposed to be here. Like, going into it, we thought we knew something, right? Especially in the Eastern Conference. I think if you asked anybody with anything going on upstairs, they would have told you, well, it's got to be either Boston or Milwaukee. And here we are where Philadelphia absolutely has this thing teed up for them. So I tend to agree with you. The question now is just, can they live up to the pressure, right? That's been the question for a long time, especially with Joel Embiid and especially with Doc Rivers. But all they need to do to get that giant gorilla, right, that big silverback off their shoulders is win one more game. And then you can't really say that it was a disappointing season for Joel Embiid. You take him to the conference finals, right? You outlive both Boston and Milwaukee. From this point forward, P.J., I honestly think this is assuming that Philadelphia wins and they move on to the conference finals. It's kind of icing on the cake. It'd be great. He had to go out there and beat the Heat of the Knicks, go on to the finals, and it'd be even better to beat to win the finals and have a parade, and then Embiid instantly becomes an all-time NBA great. But like you said, what do you think their real goal was this season for the Philadelphia 76ers? They're, like what they thought was realistic this year. What do you think it was? I think their realistic goal was they thought they could get to an Eastern Conference final. Bam. And they're one game away. Yeah. And if they do, I wonder if they go, 
<sighs> and exhale a little bit. All right, this is what we were supposed to do. It's all gravy. Everybody's patting us on the back. Or they go, all right, at this point, we win two more series, and we've done everything that everybody thought we couldn't do. So Philly has become all of a sudden. Philly has become that team that you just you got to watch. You got to you got to see what ends up happening. How about that city too, right? Phillies were in the World Series. Eagles were in the Super Bowl. Now all of a sudden, here come the Sixers. Go? I don't remember. I've lost, my short-term memory's been gone since college. Remind me what happened to the Super Bowl. I don't remember. Sean Levine, the Kansas City guy. They lost. The Eagles lost to the Chiefs, thirty-eight, thirty-five. Is that right? Is it, dude? That's I still right. can't That's believe at halftime. That's at halftime. Bet MGM. So yeah, the Eagles were up ten and they were looking pretty good, <laughs> bro. They had my Chiefs at plus two eighty at halftime. Come on. Have, have you never watched the Chiefs? Have you never watched Patrick Mahomes down 10? We got him right where we want him. I literally made back all my NFL losses during the regular season just on the second half of the Super Bowl. So, But, yeah, so, so the Chiefs won that game is what you're telling me. They did. They did. They did win that they, game. All right. okay. <laughs> they all right. did win that game. Speaking right. of the NFL, Sean, we have the NFL scheduling, scheduling released on Thursday. And there are some changes that are happening to the NFL this season. I want to know which one you kind of like the best or which one you don't really like the best. So we're going to have NFL Christmas Day again. We're going to have three Monday night games on Christmas Day. Christmas just so happens to be on a Monday. We're going to have three Monday night games this year. NFL is also going to have a Black Friday game this year. Obviously, we know three Thanksgiving games. We're also going to have a Black Friday game. I think this is an interesting one that this upcoming season games aren't going to belong to networks anymore. So traditionally AFC is played on CBS, NFC is played on Fox. That is no more. All of a sudden games are now free agents. So I think that is interesting. Teams can now play on Thursday night football twice this season and also teams are not guaranteed a primetime game. So Arizona Cardinals Houston Texans, you're not necessarily guaranteed a primetime slot, so we'll see what happens there. Anything you like with the rule changes you dislike, what are your thoughts? Let me tell you a little something about me. My girlfriend, she's great, but when it comes to the holiday season, particularly Black Friday, she becomes, let's just say like her mother. And her mother is completely out there, just like all of our mother-in-laws, right? Just like, And she... The last couple of years makes me get up, set the alarm at 4 o'clock in the morning, get in the line, and I'm like her personal security so she can go get whatever weird electronic item she's never going to use again. So if you tell me that there's now football on Black Friday and I can say, hey, babe, you got to tell your mom that it's I got I have to stay home. I can't do it this year. I have, there's a game. I have to be ready for the game. It's research. It's my job. So I'm thrilled that we now have Black Friday football just so I don't have to do that weird Black Friday. Have you ever done that? I'm being for real. Have you no. ever done that? And have you ever done that with your mother? Never. Never. Dude. Thank God. Brutal. Thank God. Absolutely Never. brutal. Thank God there's football. Yeah, that doesn't Black sound Friday. fun. That's the winner. No, it's not. Yeah. No. Yeah. And college football is there's a bunch of games that day too, which is awesome. And now we're gonna have an NFL game, so it's gonna be sweet. Uh, I want to get your thoughts when the schedule comes out from a betting perspective. 
Like, are there things that you look for right away? Do you bet games right away? Are there certain teams that you like backing earlier in the season? Like, when the schedule comes out, are you just looking at, all right, these are the opponents that the Chiefs get, cool, cool, cool. Maybe I look to go on a road trip at this point in the year. Or are you actually thinking in terms of betting and like, ooh, I, I kind of like this spot for a team? What, what are your, What's your thought process? Yeah, I don't even worry about the whole road trip thing. I used to, but ever since the Raiders relocated to Vegas and being a Chiefs fan and them being in the division, that's just become tradition. So forget the going to this place. And I used to do it. I went to Carolina one year. I went to Minnesota. I was in Tennessee. Forget all that. Las Vegas for your boy every single I year. Like but we talked about it a little <laughs> bit earlier, and I don't think it's changed during the show. If you're going to bet NFL futures, it's pretty easy. You take a look at the schedule and you see, especially for like, let's say that you're looking at an NFC team. Just pick any random NFC team. All right. See what AFC teams they have to play and see if they are, because there's going to be a couple of teams on their schedule every single year that is just not evenly balanced, right? So you look across and you go, oh, damn, this team has to play Kansas City. Oh, and they have to play Buffalo and they have to play, uh, you know, um, Cincinnati or whoever the best teams are. So I think that the last couple of years, most of the power has resided in the AFC. If we start ranking our six or seven most likely teams to win the Super Bowl, I think probably five, six of the top seven or eight end up coming from the AFC. What I'm telling you is, in a long-winded, roundabout way that hasn't made a lot of sense, if there's a lot of NFC teams, bet against them. Man, the NFC stinks. Like, Philly, you tell me, PJ, why is everybody so sold – First, why is everybody so sold on Philly? And second of all, if you're a believer in that, who's next? Like, are there any other NFC teams that we should really believe in? Yeah, San Francisco. And I know they don't have a quarterback, and we, and we got to wait to see what happens. But that roster, Sean, like outside a quarterback, where, where's their hole? Like, where's their flaw in that team? I think they're better. I think San Francisco is a better team than Philly. They, but they might let's say be. your point is right. Let's say your point is yeah. right. Is there a third team? How hard no, is it to come up no. with Dallas, Minnesota? No. Who are we no, talking Detroit, about? No, yeah, Detroit, no. Yeah. No, I'm with you. It's a two-horse that. race. It is. It is. And the Eagles The Eagles are going to be really good. I mean, what they did in the draft, getting Swift in the trade, Hurts, those two receivers that they have. I mean, they're going to be really, really good. San Francisco might have the best roster in the sport. I mean, they have an all-pro running back receiver and tight end. Like, it's just unfair. And then their defense might be the best in the the league. And they have Kyle Shanahan as their head coach. Bro, we're four months before kickoff, and we already both agree who's going to be playing in the NFC Championship game. In the AFC, what do you think? Jacksonville? Kansas City? Baltimore? You could literally make a case for, like, six or seven teams. Dude, so many teams. You really could. You really could. You really could.